In this episode of Off Course Agility, I talk about my search to find my current beagle, Trace. We will look at the trial calendar for the Leap Day weekend in February and Sunday, March 1st. And we will have our first listener mailbag segment. So on this podcast, I thought I would talk about my current dog, Trace, and how I got him and where we are with our agility training. But before I do that, I thought it was only fair and right to talk a little bit about my first agility dog, Dino, again for a little bit. And Dino's last trial turned out to be in January of 2013. And at that trial, he got his outstanding open agility title. I was very proud of him. But so often at trials, I've heard a judge say, you never know when your last run is coming. So make every run good. Something like that. Where even other handlers have said those things. And so it turned out that was my last trial, but I never knew it. After that, Dino had a health issue, and pretty much I retired him. And as my sister mentioned on the last episode, I kind of dropped out of NADAC then, because Dino, as I had said in our first episode, I had got him really because I love beagles, and I wanted a dog. Uh, Agility was just a secondary thing. So... Dino's last uh, agility trial turned out to be in the beginning of 2013. And he recovered from that issue that he had in in 2013. And he was my companion dog for the next few years. But in 2017, he turned 15. And in September of that year, my sister and I, Belle was now competing, so I kind of was back at trials with Dino as an observer. Um, we were preparing to go to the Northeast Agility Enthusiast Trial up in Vermont. And as it so happened, the, that Friday where we were going to depart to Ver- Vermont, Dino had an incident and his back leg not really sure what happened, and it doesn't really matter, but I ended up having to take him to the uh, emergency hospital and saying goodbye to him. And, you know, as you may tell, there's a slight emotion because, you know, I love Dino, uh, as we all do. We love our dogs. Um, so I had to say goodbye to him. So, and we were supposed to go to a trial. <laughs> uh So my sister, and just uh, not to make it sad, but my sister, Belle, I mean, my sister, Leanne and Belle had come to the emergency hospital too. So we were all there to say goodbye to uh, Dino. And uh, see, I'm getting emotional, sorry. But, you know, that's what happens. We love our dogs. So, you know, after about five, six months 
uh, I didn't want to get a dog in the winter. Um, I started looking at, you know, uh, looking for beagles. And I should go back to that day, too. So I had come back from the emergency uh, that after saying goodbye to Dino. And we didn't know what we were going to do with the trial uh, because Bell was going to go to champs to that champs in 2017. And it would be really nice for her to go to the trial still um, because she really needed some practice. She was, you know, and it was going to be her first champs. Uh, that's probably a story for a future episode. And um, we, I went home, you know, I had a good cry. Uh, but as I was like cleaning up some stuff in the house, I realized, you know, I'm going to be sad no matter what. And I was like, let's go to the trial. So I got in touch with, I said, Leanne, let's go to the trial. We'll just go late. We'll get there in the middle of the night because we were going to go up with our camper. And that's what we, you know, we were getting ready before Dino had his incident. Um, so I decided, what the heck, we'll just get up there late. So we went, we did go to the trial. And on the Saturday, we, we arrived like 2.30 or 3. <laughs> it was pre pretty, pretty late in the morning we arrived at that trial. And uh, we set up our camper and, you know, we went to bed right away and fell asleep. And on the Saturday of the trial, I just stayed at the camper. Like, I didn't engage at all at the trial. I pretty much just stayed at the camper because I knew I didn't really want to talk about it. I needed at least 24 hours to, you know, uh, come around. But Leanne had told a few people at the trial. So then on Sunday, I did I did at least you know, I helped. I was setting bars and things like that. And a few people came up and, you know, said things. And I, I, I appreciated it because... You know, I was still grieving. You get still, it's still emotional. It's emotional when you talk about your, your dog that you loved. Um, so anyway, that was the trial. And it, and, and it was great for Belle because she was able to go and, uh, you know, run. I think she might have had one other trial before we were going to go off to uh, Sunbury, Ohio. And I think that was in October of 2017. So after that, then there was like five or six months. I just, you know. You know, I didn't want to get a dog in the winter. Uh, but then I started looking for a dog. And uh, so I was looking online. I signed up with a few uh, rescue groups. There's There was a, a group in New Jersey, Pennsylvania. I believe it's SOS Beagles. Now I can't even remember the name of the group. That I've always followed a little bit. Sometimes I look at what Beagles they have. But I had put in an application there, not thinking that if I saw a beagle that came in, then I would have it all. Yeah, I would be pre-approved and all that, or I'm not sure about approval, but I would get that, you know, every rescue group, because I, you know, obviously I was going to adopt a dog for a rescue group. Although I did make an inquiry into uh, one beagle breeder, but I kind of decided not to go that route that I figured I would just adopt again. Um, and if you remember really Dino, I, <laughs> Dino, I pretty much, 
got for free. I didn't really adopt. I didn't fill out any forms. It was just rehomed from someone else. Um, so then I started filling out forms with different rescue groups. And to go off on a little tangent here, during that process, I really think, and I wish somebody would do this, I wish some other group or some person would make an app where you could fill out a standard rescue adoption form and ask answer all those questions that they ask you at every rescue group. You know, your name, your address, your phone number, your references. Do you have a fenced yard? Is this your first dog? Uh, do you have any dog experience? All these questions. There's sort of a basic set of questions that all the rescue groups seem to have on their um, form. You know, will the dog be left alone? How long? Uh, all those things. And I'm going to tell you, when you're looking for a new dog, it's annoying to have to fill out these forms at every group where they may have one dog one beagle that you might be interested in. But a lot of times you can't even meet the dog until you've done the form. So I did find the process a little annoying, you can tell, um, at times when I was looking for a beagle. And uh, I kept going. I, I uh, There was one group locally here in uh, New Jersey, North Star Rescue who had a really nice beagle and I had filled out the paperwork and said which dog I was interested in and they didn't really get in contact with me. I mean, it was like nothing. I don't know what happened, but they happened to have a, uh, I think it was, I don't know when Easter was in 2018, but they had a take your picture with the rabbit, you know, the bunny Easter bunny rabbit. And my sister took Belle because it was a fundraiser for the group. And it was right here local in our town, which is Morristown. So we went there. And it just so happened that, you know, we were talking with some of the people there. And the dog that I was interested in, that woman was there. So I had a quick chat with her. Anyway, after that, then I guess my application got seen <laughs> or whatever. And I actually went and met that dog. And I did have a pretty strong interest in the dog, but I, I now, unlike Dino, I was saying, you know, I want the dog as my companion, but I'd like to do agility with him too. Because, you know, my sister's doing agility. I missed it when I had to retire Dino. So I... I I wanted a dog that might have the potential for agility. And when I met the dog, I, you know, I talked to this, it seemed like a nice dog, but the woman was kind of telling me the dog was a little dog reactive. And she was, she was occasionally walking the dog with a muzzle. And I was like, Oh, but I still had an interest. And, then I, then I think it was, that was maybe March, and I actually came down with a cold, and they started actually pressing me to, right, do you want to adopt the dog or not? Um, and 
at the time I had like a cold. I don't know if it was the flu, but I was, you know, I had a pretty bad cold. And I just said, no, uh, you know, it's, I, it's not the timing's not right. Uh, I'm not sure. And so I turned that dog down and then I, I looked at another dog, uh, the Beagle group that I had registered with a, uh, in the beginning had a dog that I was slightly interested in. And I drove all the way out to Pennsylvania to see this dog at a, uh, like a facility that was hold, was associated with that rescue group and had the dog. And I met the dog and the dog seemed okay, but Belle had come with us and we, we had an interaction with Belle and this dog and the dog was obsessed with smelling Belle's back end. And Belle didn't, you know, I mean, he didn't stop. It, you know, it was an, very annoying to Belle, I could tell. And so that dog didn't work out. Then there was another beagle through another rescue group who uh, I believe Margaret McEwen had put me in touch with. And they, I went through the whole process of filling out another form. And I didn't have a fenced yard. They didn't like that, even though I put that like, the dog would be at my sister's house a lot, and she had a fenced yard. They didn't like that. I didn't have a fenced yard, so uh, it didn't work. <laughs> so that one I didn't get. So after like a few be a few more beagles that didn't work out. Also, um, close to where I work was a shelter. And I had walked over to that one day on my lunch hour because it really was walkable too. And because because they had like a beagle dog, a beagle mix. And I kind of liked the beagle, but I didn't want to just, you know, adopt a, well, first off at work, I can't adopt a beagle on my lunch hour. And uh, I, once again, I wanted Belle to meet it. So on the weekend when they had their open, you know, hours for, coming to see the dogs, I went back on the weekend with my sister and Belle and the dog had been adopted. So there was like three dogs I caught that I had some interest in and they struck out because, you know, they weren't the right fit or someone else adopted them. So now I, I was like, I inquired back on the one that I wasn't sure about through the North Star people, but now somebody was lined up to adopt them. So now I lost out on that dog, which, you know, things work out because they work out. So that brought us to about April now. And it was sort of late April because agility always comes into the process. Um, on a Friday, a former coworker that I used to work with knew I was going, knew I was looking for a beagle. And she saw on the rescue group where she got her cats from that they had this beagle. So she had texted me the picture on Friday night. And I was like, oh, he looks really good. He's so cute looking. And I mean, the picture of him was so cute. And so, I told her, yeah, I'm interested in this dog. And this is this group was more of the type that like they were gonna be at a pet smart 
down near where I work. But it was the weekend uh, on the Saturday. So I filled out their adoption form online on Friday night and filling it all out. And then on the Saturday, I zipped down to, to see Chase, Chase the Beagle. And Chase the Beagle was listed as a beagle, half beagle, half cavalier King Charles Spaniel. And the interesting thing about this is that about a month before that, my sister had texted me one night. I saw this dog. I'm not sure if it was on Facebook or Pat I don't know where. I think it was Facebook post. She saw this dog. It was a very cute beagle. And it was listed as Beagle, half Cavalier, uh, half yeah, half Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, female. And I really wanted to have a male. And so I didn't, it was in Montclair, which is quite a ways from Morristown, not real far, but uh, a little bit of a trip. So I didn't pursue going down to the Montclair Animal Shelter to look at this dog, even though it was a super cute looking uh, Beagle. But when my former coworker, when she texted me the picture, I'm thinking, this dog looks really familiar. And uh, it was the same dog. So as things went, I went down to uh, the PetSmart on Saturday to go see um, Chase. And I got there and <laughs> he's, I see the dog, he's barking at, you know, things. Uh, but he is a really cute dog, and right away I was like, God, I want this dog. So uh, my sister, she also came down with uh, Belle, and eventually I got in touch, you know, with the people at the PetSmart, you know, because the they I got there right when they were setting up, so there was a little chaos. I didn't know who was who, but I got in touch with the person. And my former coworker actually had texted these people, letting them know that I was interested. So I got in touch with the person. We took Chase the Beagle out to uh, meet Belle on the side of the PetSmart on a nice grassy spot. And they were, you could tell, they were good. They were good. They were good together. So I was like, okay, this this is good. I'm, I'm, I want this dog. And I told the woman I want the dog. And she's like, okay, uh, well, we'll uh, let you know. And at home, I was prepping our camper to go to a trial the next weekend, which was up to Playbow in New Paltz. Um, so I was like, you know, getting the uh, – you know, the winter rising out and all that. I knew I had to do these things on the weekend and Saturday was the day. So I drove I drove back to Morristown from the PetSmart was in Bridgewater. So it's like a 20 minute trip. So I drive home uh, or to Leanne's home because uh, that's where I keep, keep her camper. And I'm changing out, you know, changing out the water and sanitizing the system, all the things you have to do with RVs and uh, getting that ready for the next weekend. And after about maybe half hour or so, I get a call. Oh, we, you know, he's yours. Uh, you know, Chase the Beagle is yours. So <laughs> 
I, I'm like, great. And I'm like, when can I get them? They're like, now, come back and get them. I'm like, okay. So I drive, drove all the way back, 20 minutes. I got, I got them. I signed the pay, you know, I signed all the paperwork that they had. Gave him a check for $475. So it was cost me a lot more than that. I got uh, Dino for free. This guy I had to pay for seventy-five. But once again, I didn't like his name. I didn't like Chase, even though it was a very appropriate name, because as it turns out, he really likes to chase and be chased. He likes chasing. But I renamed him Trace. And I renamed him Trace because he's sort of my third dog. I had had a dog for a very short period of time, or my family had a dog for a very short period of time when I was a kid. And then I had Dino. And Trace is my really third beagle, because even the the dog as our family had, had some beagle in it, I'm sure. It's kind of Jack Russell-y type beagle mix. And uh, the other reason I named him Trace is on the back of his neck, he has this somewhat of a triangle marking on his neck. And uh, so I made it, I made him trace. Well, I'm going to take a break. I've gone way longer on telling this story than I had intended to. So this episode might be a little longer than my first two. So I talked a little longer than I had intended about uh, my search for uh, my dog, Trace. So after I got him in April, I I brought him home, you know, started getting used to him. But uh, the following weekend, right away, he was thrown into the agility community because he was at an agility trial because he came along for the... uh, ride in our camper and he attended the play bow trial and observe he was an observer so i had only had him a week and he was at a trial already but not really but i I think bell did okay that at that trial after that immediately i uh, started uh, thinking about taking him for basic uh, obedience because although I, you know, I had years of years with Dino. I don't really consider myself the best uh, trainer. So we uh, took like basic obedience. We went to St. Hubert's, which is the local dog school uh, near me. And I went uh, for basic uh, obedience uh, class with them there. And uh, St. Hubert's is a very positive reward type uh, environment. And we did okay. Really, I'm going to be honest. I, I really need to do more obedience training with uh, Trace even now. Uh, I've been thinking about taking another class. But uh, back in June and July of 2018, I, I was taking the uh, uh, basic obedience class at St. Hubert's. And I also took one. There's another local uh, dog school in my area which is positive uh, experience, I think it was. And at the time, it was owned by uh, John McWilliams, I think it was. And I'm just bringing it up because that school, although it uses positive, it also uses a little bit of, uh, I wouldn't call it negative, but it has a little bit of a, you know, he's a little bit more of, 
a trainer that will use the leash a little uh, to give a correction. So I, I had kind of both basic trainings, but I just say that it turned out that he he retired from training and sold his school to another person. I don't, I imagine they're still following the same type of style there, but I have to say that his class was very uh, entertaining because the guy had a lot of uh, stories that he told. He he. I often find people who like beagles. Uh, he really liked beagles and hounds, but he also really liked German shepherds because he originally started in dog training in the army in a canine unit. So that was that was his experience. And he, when he would teach, he also told a lot of stories to make you know his points about. Uh, why you need to do training of your dogs. And so uh, if you, I mean, he, he's no longer doing it, but I'm just, I just want to say I enjoyed that class a lot just from his storytelling. And also it was good going to two basic classes so that Trace and I, you know, got a little more bonding right away in the beginning of, uh, of our time together. I I was thinking I would go into our agility training a bit, but I'm, as I said in the beginning of my first episode, I don't want my podcast to go too much over a half hour. And this one is going to go over a half hour. So I'm just going to stop there and we're going to continue with the other segments of uh, this podcast. So I will take another break. You are listening to Off Course Agility, hosted by me, Ed Peters. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Anchor. Wherever you find us, please subscribe and help us grow our podcast. We would appreciate your five-star review. Please tell your NADAC friends about us. You can send us comments or ideas to Off Course at optimum.net or if you're on Twitter tweet at us at off course beagle of off course agility I'm looking at the NADAC trial calendar for the weekend of February 28th 29th and March 1st I picked this weekend because it includes Leap Day. And how often can you go to trial on Leap Day? It has to only ha happen in a leap year, obviously, and those only come every four years. And then most trials are only on, you know, the weekend. So if you miss one of these few trials, there's only three that are happening on Leap Day this year. Your next Good opportunity is in 2032, when Leap Day is Sunday, February 29th. So this is a good year if you want to go to a trial on Leap Day, but unfortunately your choices are limited. So let's see what they are.
First, you could go out to Phoenix, Arizona, and the Jumping Koyas. The judge there is Patty Cavan, and that trial runs the 28th to March 1st. The next trial we have is on the East Coast, Walpole, Massachusetts, and it's the Act Up Agility Club with Judge Mike Wall. And our last and final choice you have for a trial on Leap Day this year is in Perland, Maryland, with the Pozzaz Club. And the judge there is Mark Gillum. So if you've always wanted to trial on Leap Day, you got East Coast is your best bet, or out in Phoenix, Arizona. Otherwise, you got to hope that there's more trials in February 29th of 2032. Good luck and happy trialing. I'm having my first listener mailbag segment here. So I got an email from Pat Terry Schaefer, who listened to our first uh, podcast and gave some feedback, and I'd like to just share it with you. I enjoyed your two podcasts. I like to hear your experiences at trials, both as a newbie and more recently. It's all fun. After all, it's only agility. It's not rocket science. We've all been through a similar beginning. I too remember trials clubs that existed back when we started in 2002 that are no longer around. Heck, we used to have to send our NADAC trial entry via overnight express mail because trials used to fill that fast. I look forward to your next podcast. Pat and Augie, Agility Dog number three. Well, thank you, Pat, for sharing some positive feedback. Feedback is important, and I do want this podcast to be a bit interactive. So I do thank you for uh, emailing me. And I have uh, trialed with uh, Pat over the years. Uh, when I was trialing with Dino, Pat had Merlin and Maggie. Uh, border Terriers, and now she has Augie uh, is her Border Terrier that she's trialing with. So uh, thank you for sharing, and uh, I'd like to just uh, remind people how they can uh, get in touch with us. One way is to send us an email, just like Pat did, at offcourse, I shouldn't say at, <laughs> the email is offcourse at optimum. Net. And you can also, if you have a Twitter account, you can tweet at us at Off Course Beagle. If you want to find our account, you can also search for Off Course Agility. But uh, Twitter has a, uh, a certain length that your actual at can be. And agility was one letter too long, so I made it Off Course Beagle. And uh, another way, um, I do this podcast with uh, an app called Anchor, and that is where you can also find our uh, podcast. It's also a listening platform, 
However, the app really, I'm going to say, is not that great as a listening platform, the mobile app that you get on your phone. But there is a feature on there that if you uh, do go to our show page on Anchor, you can share with us a uh, voice message. It can be up to a minute. You have to make an Anchor uh, account to do it. And uh, you can actually do it off your computer, too. If you go to, on the internet, offcourseagility.com, that actually goes to the Anchor homepage for the Off Course Agility podcast. And there's a little button there where you can click to say voice message. And if you click on that and you have an Anchor account, you can leave us a voicemail message up to one minute. So I'm going to play our my first voice message that I got. It's actually from my sister. Uh, so I'll play that and then I'll comment after that. It was fun doing the podcast with you. I didn't notice that Belle was ruining out the window when we started. I hope it wasn't too distracting, but that's just Belle. Thanks, Leanne. Although you were technically my first guest, I guess you could say you were also had uh, Belle as a guest. And I did hear her when we were recording that, but I just didn't want to comment on it. I thought it might make me laugh too much or something. So, uh, yeah, so in episode two, Belle, when we first started talking with Leanne, uh, was ruined out the window, and it was kind of cute. And to say how we were doing that, because uh, I've mentioned the Anchor app, my sister was using the Anchor app at her house, and I was using it in my house, and that's how we did it. And that's how I could record with anyone. So if I have a guest that lives in California, we would just have to arrange a time, and if they had the, the app, we could try to have an interview. And I hope to do that in the future. And going along with that, uh, Pat, who had emailed me, uh, also emailed me a second time because she was telling me it was great that we are now on Apple Podcasts. And it is great. I'm glad we're on Apple Podcasts. Um, the Anchor app makes it seem like it's very easy to get on all these platforms. And it's really not. You have to kind of do some work on your own. At least that's how it I found. But currently... We are on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and then the Anchor Home platform. So those four places are pretty significant, I think. And I will probably be coming out to the NADAC community. And I will probably, after this episode goes live and gets published, I will probably post something on the Anchor, um, on the NADAC forum. Uh, saying that I'm doing this podcast because I do uh, uh, feature NADAC because that is my agility venue of choice. And all the things that I'm going to be doing with my Beagle and my sister uh, are going to be in NADAC. And we will be talking about our adventures and we will be talking about other topics. And as I said, also, I hope in the future, maybe I can get uh, uh, other people on, maybe talking about trials in the you know, the upcoming uh, NADAC trial segments that I'm trying to do, where I just have one person talk about their trial. 
that might be maybe two months or something in the future. So I think that's going to be a wrap for this one. I thank you for listening. And wherever you find us, uh, if there's a subscribe button, subscribe to our podcast. If there's uh, reviews, please give us a good review on Apple. Please give us five stars. And uh, till we get to the next episode, I wish you all a good night and happy trialing.